This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views or opinions expressed are those of our own. We do not offer any professional or medical advice. We are the Sinful Ladies. Join Miss Sin and Lady Croft as we talk about all the sinful subjects you can think of. Hey, hey, guys, we are back. Welcome back, everyone. Miss Sin here. Lady Croft here. And we are sinful ladies. Yes, we are. I mean, we're, yes. We're very sinful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that is why we have this name. <laughs> yes. So how, how have you been this week? I've been pretty good this week. Um, mm. I mean, the weather could take a, a turn and have some sunshine come out. I'd love I mean, that. I mean, it's kind of bipolar sometimes and, you know. Well, maybe she's feeling the winter blues and she just feels a little down today. Maybe she is. Well, although I, I have said in the past since we live in Kansas that, you know, Kansas is like a woman going through menopause. Some days she has hot flashes. Other days she has the cold sweats. <laughs> I think today she's going through one of her cold spells. Yeah, she's doing something. But oh, man, I want some nice weather again, please. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of goes along with our email, I guess, being, I don't want to say being hot and cold. Yeah, but, but kind of. You know, it's kind of mood swings, hot and cold, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So our email was basically a person asking how we deal with someone who's wanting to become intimate in a relationship or to that level, um, but always tending to want to be fixed by the person or what was me? I have this problem and it's starting to hinder how she wants to have sex with them mm-hmm. and lack of there. Cause she doesn't want, she's tired of trying to always fix and doesn't want to have to deal with the problem. And the whole fact that the insecurity of what the person's going through. Now there are degrees where insecurities are, one topic and these will be another, <laughs> but, but the insecurities are, de- are depending on what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes life happens and you have to deal with shit, but it's when you've got the woe is me or the whole Eeyore effect or yes. oh my how that can typically play into someone's mental thought process on how they perceive you, how they, every time you come at them with this Oh, what was me? I'll feel bad for me. And it's hard to get turned on by that. Yes, it it can be because, you know, so a lot of times when you are um, talking with somebody and, you know, you're starting to get to know them, whether or not, you know, you're wanting to play with them and swing or, you know, you're thinking, oh, this could be a good poly partner Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe I want to have, you know, a dynamic with this person on the kink side. Um, you know, everyone always has baggage, right. you know, that they, that they bring into relationships. And that's true. And it's a matter of how you handle your baggage. It, exactly. Do well, you have it all put together nicely over here? I'm like, yeah, I got baggage and here it all is. I've got it all under control. Or is it flailing everywhere and shit falling out? And Exactly. Well, and honestly, everyone's baggage. I feel like the amount of baggage that you bring in, if you aren't actively trying to work on it, it doesn't matter the amount of baggage you have. Mm-hmm. Um, it will affect, at least for me, how um, how I will treat you. Also, how you and, feel. And how I will feel about you as a person because I 
you know, don't want to con if, for example, if you have some bad body image issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, that's me. <laughs> Waving my hand right now. Like y'all can see me, but <laughs> you can't, but just picture it in your head that a hand's going up and waving. Okay. <laughs> like I I've had in the past, I've had some, you know, big body insecurity and body image issues. Um, just due to the fact I don't think I'm, didn't think I was pretty, didn't think I was thin enough, didn't, you know, think whatever. Um, and in the past, um, I made it very exhausting for the people that I was in relationships with because they would try to compliment me and say, oh, you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. And then they would say it over and over and over again until I finally was like, okay. You know, I'd finally give in. I'd finally, you know, let them compliment me. But that was exhausting mm -hmm. for my partners. You right. know, that was exhausting for my then boyfriend or, you know, my husband. And that was on me. But like. So, so let me add to that because when I first got married, I had that. And not many of you know that when I first got married, I weighed 99 pounds, 98 pounds, five foot seven. That's tiny. Yes. And when I say I have body image problems, it is, for one, the things that my mother had said to me. Two, I actually started eating healthier things when I got married. So I gained some weight. So where someone who has always been big and loses weight, they still always see themselves big. Mm -hmm. I then had little image oh I should always be the skinny because everybody's made the comment you're so skinny and blah 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 I didn't to me I was just me I didn't fucking know anything I just fuck okay whatever I'll do so as I started to gain weight I then started thinking I'm fat because I was this and now I'm that and then when I started losing weight again I had in my head I'm fat because I was this and I can't get it out of my head that now I'm here. Mm -hmm. So I have to battle what I was at one time. And then I have to battle what I was at another time. And so I had that and I wouldn't take that compliment. And finally, Don looked at me and goes, listen to me. When someone compliments you, you don't have to follow up with a negative response. I'm like, but that's how I feel. And the one thing that he would say would be to get past that you have to accept it. And I said, but I'm not a conceited person. He goes, you don't have to be a conceited person. It's okay if someone else thinks you're beautiful. Just say thank you. Mm -hmm. And it took me forever to say thank you. And so I had to become the robot when someone said it. Thank you. And I had to ignore everything. I had to not think about it because... I didn't want to accept that they thought I was beautiful, whether I did or did not. Because it didn't mesh with your own mental image of yourself right. at the time. And then when I started going, okay, so people think, okay, people think this about me. I don't, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And okay, whatever. That's what they want to think. Just say thank you. It's kind of like a kid when they say, happy birthday. And they respond with, happy birthday. Because they don't know that it's okay to say thank you. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to get the compliment. Yep. And it's okay to feel pretty. And it's okay to want to, to feel pretty. And it's okay to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
but then and, I had, and you're not conceited to enjoy a compliment. Right. Everyone wants to be complimented, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, for the longest time, I realized that the reason behind why I didn't like to accept compliments is because they were usually they usually had a string attached mm-hmm. to them. It was, oh, you're so beautiful. Like especially when I was in you know high school, and I would get, oh, you're so beautiful. Now come suck my dick. You know, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so I was like, okay, like, you're only saying that because you want something Mm -hmm. from me, you know. The the, the wording was unexpected of a sexual favor at that time. You were like, um... So that, and it, and it happened with multiple people. To, mm-hmm. So it got to the point that like any any time someone that I was romantically interested in, whether it was a guy or a girl, if they complimented me, mm-hmm. my instant response was Mm-mm, nope, right, nope, because I didn't want to feel obligated in any way mm-hmm. by oh well you complimented me so that means I need to have sex with you right or you know and you know yes I know that that will probably sound. Um, kind of bizarre if you've never experienced that kind of what am I looking for body dysmorphia yes yes you know like well why why would you think you would have to give you know a sexual favor to you know accept because a compliment because that's what it was always tied to a- exactly and for the longest time I had a very negative image um, of my body and I finally got to the point when I got married to Gabe that I had a better image of my body um, because I decided I'm not going to think about it. I'm not, I will accept a compliment, but I'm not going to spend time looking at a scale. I'm not going to spend time staring at myself in a mirror, you know, and, you know, looking and going, oh my gosh, this could be thinner, you know, okay, th- this, this should be bigger. And you know, we and are always like our that. worst criticism or our worst Our worst enemies. Thank you. Well, and so I stopped doing that and mm-hmm. my confidence what was I thought fairly good mm-hmm. and then I met my boyfriend and it was a whole other ball of wax right because you know he's in the kink scene and I was seening in less clothes in front of other people and all that insecurity that I thought was gone I had just buried. You messed it. Yep, I did. You put makeup on and, it. And it just came roaring back, and I became just terrified to scene in front of people. He was having me, um, uh, you know, like, be on display because he's an exhibitionist, you mm-hmm. know, like Don is. And I, I am not. <laughs> and I had to become comfortable with the fact, okay, they're looking at me. But they're not really looking at me. They're looking at the scene. Mm -hmm. And that was how I framed it in my head. Okay. They're not looking at me. They're looking at the rope. They're looking at, you know, the the impact there. They're looking at what's going on. You know, they're not necessarily looking at me and judging me as a person. Okay. And then it got to the point that I had friends that were taking pictures of me in, you know, various states of undress. And it was about June of last year. I remember looking at some of those pictures and... I felt pride mm-hmm. for the first time ever mm-hmm. looking at my body in photos. And I was just in a brawn panties and I was looking at myself in this scene and I was I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there. Oh Knowing goodness. that the world would say you're not perfect. Yes. But to overcome the fact and say, no, the world is not perfect. I am in my own self. Yeah. And it was huge. It was huge yeah. for me. And, and, it, and it can be. 
Um, and of course, we're all going to have days where we think that and we're we're there. But then there's that one day where you're like, you know what? I'm having this day and I don't feel it. I don't want. And that's okay to have that day. Exactly. But have your one day and be done with it. And if you need to ask for reassurance from your partners, from your family, from your friends, that's okay too. And you know what? Be specific. Because mm-hmm. if you're wanting them to say, oh my God, you're beautiful. And they're like, yeah, you look great. Mm-hmm. And you're like. That's not what I want. That's not what I need. They're not going to know. Mm-hmm. But so with mine, part of mine, the reason why I did not want to accept, I keep hitting that damn cord, accept the compliments was because one of them would have been when my mom would always tell me, you're not pretty enough to get this guy to do that, or you're not ever going to have a guy that's going to treat you any better than the slut you are, which if anybody's heard my story, I Don was my fifth person. Mm-hmm. Now she could probably call me that. But I'd be like, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> like, like, you have no idea, mom. But f- the fifth person. Mm, yeah. Okay. I don't consider that to be a slut. No. So, mm-mm. but I didn't know better because that's all I had known. And she tore the confidence that I had that I didn't even know I had as a kid because I knew I was tall. It didn't bother me. I knew I was skinny, but okay, that's just my body. But it wasn't until she started getting in my head as a teenager, even more so as no guy's ever really going to want to fuck you or, or, or love you type of thing because you can't offer this or you don't have big enough tits or you don't have a, a better body or, but there was nothing wrong with my body. Cause no. for one, there are all types of people in this world and there is someone for everyone. There are, might be many people for someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm of the opinion that all bodies are beautiful right. as long as you're happy with yourself. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. if you're unhappy with how you are because you want to be something else and you're working towards that. Okay. You know, great. If you decide I want to be healthier and I want to, you know, work out and build muscle or you want to be, you know, so, so a, a sumo wrestler, right. you know, like there's, there's a, different things. A phrase that I absolutely hate is if, if you're like, man, I just feel fat and I just don't feel pretty anymore. And someone says to you, well, you know what to do. I want to throat punch them as hard as I fucking can. Oh, I agree. Because not that that person was necessarily even saying it to you in a negative way, but they, maybe they were trying to be supportive and be like, yeah, babe, go ahead. I know you know what to do. You know what you know what you need to do to to get you where you go. Meaning that could be mental, that could be physical, that could be whatever. However, but what it implies. Well, not even that, but it's it's the Has anyone ever stopped to to look at you? Why? Has anyone broke it down? Why are you feeling fat today? So, yesterday I was feeling fat. But I had a soda over the weekend and I have cut out soda and I had more snacks than I wanted and I wasn't sleeping. So those are the things that can cause bloating and I was eating more. So it was me doing it to myself. And, um, the, the fact that when I say I feel this way, if I had been struggling every day, Don would look at me and go, okay, what do we need to do? And he's meaning do what mentally is going on. 
Mm-hmm. What has caused you? Has someone said something to you? Has someone called you fat? Has someone turned you down? And if so, why? Let's break it down, you know, and then that way it can kind of help you work through what it is that may have brought you to that point, because it could have been someone's words. Mm-hmm. And if if it was a hurtful saying to someone who you thought might have been, then maybe you need to address that to that person and you need to take it that step for, step further. So I don't like that phrase because if you're having a fat day because you had a week of eating, yeah, I know I need to get off my fat ass and do something. But if they look at you, okay, what is it that we need to do? Meaning what can, do we need to break something down? Do we need to look in or or, or we just, we need to get some water and flush. Oh, we just need water. Okay, good. Are you mentally okay? Well, and it's it's one of those things. It's like it's asking you, how can I help? Almost right, right. You know, versus versus because that saying that, you know what you need to do, it implies that get off your fat ass. Well, it it, <laughs> it implies that you have the solution and you are just not do, using that solution right. on purpose, right? Rather than you know when someone says, okay, like I'm not feeling pretty today, or I'm not feeling I'm feeling fat today, and, and being able to say, okay. Why? What what happened? You or know? or even breaking it down to the fact of, you know, actually we've been so busy that I just haven't heard you're beautiful from my spouse. Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to hear that. And so so kind of going back to the whole feeling beautiful thing and knowing that it's okay. I know how I am seen towards other people. I know how I carry myself. I know when I can look hot as fuck. But you will never see that attitude that says, I'm better than you. Yes. It's going to say, yes, I understand. You see me this way because I know I'm carrying myself that way. I am confident who I am. I'm comfortable with my skin. I'm comfortable with my boobs hanging out, my ass, hang- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comfortable. I'm confident. And I understand who I am and understand how you see me. Now, what you won't get is, Oh my God. Like I'm too hot for you. You are, I am so out of your league. And, and that's not the case. I am a very compassionate person. I am. Oh yes. um, One of the kindest people I've ever met. And I, I try to be that person. So when now, when I get a compliment, thank you. And I actually mean it now when I Mm -hmm. say it, because I'm listening to you. Now, when you say it to me 5,000 times in a matter of two minutes, I'm like, okay, let's be done with this. Right. I don't, I'm not a attention seeking kind of person. I don't need the gratification for you to tell me I look pretty. Over and over and, and over uh-huh. and over and over and, and over. And I don't need it to hear from you every day. Um, you're and, so beautiful. No, and there are some people that have those insecurities and have that baggage that they need to hear and that that's every okay. day. But they mm-hmm. also need to work on to why they need to hear that because mm-hmm. getting to that point, that's what I was trying to say is how is, is getting to that point is getting to the point of knowing why you need to hear that mm-hmm. and where it stems from. Yep. And it's and, working on it and working on it and knowing that when someone says it nine times out of 10, they mean it, mm-hmm. especially if they're in a relationship. Um, if, if my boyfriend was like, Oh, oh God, you're so hot. You're so hot. And then turns around and says it to five other women. I'm like, okay, so you don't really mean it to me. You just 
or trying to get my pants. Mm-hmm. But if my boyfriend says, I don't give a rat's ass what size you are. I think you're beautiful. Then I'm going to know that that's what he's meaning, not Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's kind of like when I text my boyfriend, I'll send him a picture and he'll be like, sexy. And I just feel like that that's his like auto response, mm-hmm. like to any picture he gets is just sexy, sexy. So and I've told him this before. I'm like, babe, like, can you can you say something just besides sexy? So like and even if he says like mm, sexy, baby, or something like that, I'm like, oh, OK, you Cause, know, because he threw in something else. Yeah, because that, that to me just tells me like, OK, he was actually looking at it. It wasn't just a glance. And I'm going to, you know, Send say it. sexy. Because sometimes we all get busy in life and that happens. Mm-hmm. But that extra moment. Yes. But it's so. So when I finally had to work through where my mom brought me down then learning to be okay with it and knowing that it's okay to be seen as pretty or as beautiful and accepting of it, but not ever losing the positivity in my own self mm-hmm. makes it even hotter. Now, yep. sometimes I don't like to always hear it because I'm like, when it's said in certain realms, then I begin to feel like I'm in the meat market. Yep. And that, and no one likes to feel like they're no. a piece of meat. And that's typically people I don't know that, want to oh you're hot oh you hot baby yeah like why don't you come ride this dick or or you know it's even it's, and it, and it's one of those things like they say it and then you know you can tell like that that sentence is what they're thinking about saying right. next but they haven't or said even it yet. if we've been out someone someone like oh you're hot thank you what what you what are you doing or, or, are you with someone okay <laughs> Y'all, so. if you could just see Sin rolling her eyes right now, like, right. she, I love your facial expressions when you're annoyed. <laughs> I'll be real honest. <laughs> they're, they're there. And unfortunately, I cannot control them. <laughs> Girl, same. So, <laughs> like, I, that. I think I can control my face, but then my friends have told me, no, no, you can't. <laughs> I can't if I'm, if I'm legit, like, okay. But the, the look you get when I am controlling it will be a cont- consistent RBI face mm-hmm. and then you'll never know what the fuck you just like okay she's but anyways so so it's the insincerity behind someone saying it just to get in my pants and making you feel like you're in a fucking meat market mm-hmm. versus the boyfriend or the spouse or whoever who actually mean it and add other words or add a definition or a you could wear your paint clothes and your hair full of hairspray sticking out five different directions or no makeup and then look at you go, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And as my spouse, Dawn, says, after watching a TikTok that this girl is being all kinds of goofy and all this, and he says, God, she is so fucking weird. And I looked at him. I was like, is that what you think of me? And he goes, every fucking day. <laughs> and I said, I'm weird. And I said, you know what happens with weird, don't you? And he goes, yes. And I said, annoying. He goes, yes. And I said, so you think I'm annoying? Every fucking day. And I said, but do you love it? Even more every fucking day. And I was like, okay, that's all that matters. Because I know I, know I can be fucking weird and I know I'm annoying as hell, especially in the morning because I wake up, up and I'm bouncing. It's like I've had you're five. A, you're a morning person. Yes. I've had five cups of coffee 
but I haven't had a one. And it's, that's just, I wake up and I'm like, ba hey, let's go. He's like, 10 to 2, 10 to 2. Let me get out of the bed and even function for a second before you have one more question. <laughs> I, I enjoy that. Okay. That's pretty funny. Okay. I am I am such a, a night owl. I am not a morning person. Well, I can be a night owl, but I but I'm I, you know, you could send me to bed at three o'clock in the morning and you know, if the crack of sun comes in my I'm like, ooh, it's we can be awake, we can wake. It's it's like a kid. Mom, the sun's up. You know? <laughs> the sky is awake. Right. So I'm awake. So we have to play. Yes. Okay, <gasps> sorry, I'm done quoting Frozen now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, you know, owning your, your weirdness, your annoyingness, and the skin that it comes with. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like Dr. Seuss's quote, you know, like, um, you know, I'm a little weird, you're a little weird, we're all a little weird. And we find that person whose weirdness matches with ours. We fall into mutual weirdness and call it love. And at the same time, I want to know. Am I really the weird one or is everybody out there weird because they're not like me? Right. So I'm, to me, I'm not really weird. Yeah. But he says I am, but whatever. 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 But it, it is. It's owning. Now, not always am I thrilled with the fact that I have roles, but it is what it is. And I have invested in those roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I eat them all the time. So I might as well store them because that's money. I've, I don't want to waste it. Right? I don't want to waste my money. I mean, Texas Roadhouse rolls and like Red Lobster rolls. I mean, uh, you're spending, we, we got we to store those for we're, later. We're spending money. I, I might as well invest it and show it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. Now, you know, some people, when they have baggage, it may not be body image issues. It could be, you know, um, past insecurities from relationships where mm-hmm. they got cheated on. Mental. Or, yeah, it can be mental. Um, it can be emotional. Before um, we get into that, let's talk a little more about body, though. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about scars oh. or, mm-hmm. or, um, medical conditions, medical conditions. Yes. Cause was, my brain was like, what's that word? And that yes. being one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean like, let's, let's, you've got one versus I've got one, mm-hmm. but I've got, I mean, so we've, we've got them. Yep. I mean, we, we actually have a lot of the same ones, but <laughs> <laughs> so for example, I have a thyroid problem. That thyroid problem makes me extremely tired, can bring any libido down sometimes. I -hmm. fight through it. There's some people that are like, I had, for example, I had one person say, have you had COVID? Well, that's for me to know and you not to worry about. Mm -hmm. Well, have you had any signs? I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I have chronic sinus problems. Right. I have a thyroid problem that makes me tired. Well, you would know if you had it because being tired is, is like, you know, you're lethargic. And I'm like, you don't understand that when people say some of the signs for COVID is being tired, I live in that world. So I couldn't tell you if I was tired or not. Girl, I'm right there with you. So, yeah, I've got an autoimmune disorder. Right. And one of the main side effects is fatigue. Right. And it's just one of those things. And I'm like, okay, am I tired because of my autoimmune disorder or am I tired because right. of, you know, right. whatever else? Well, you know, then then we both have um, scars. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yours are a little more intense, but I have the same 
mm-hmm. basic scars. Yep. One surgeon versus another makes a whole other difference as well. Yep. And and it's and it's one of those things that when you are going to play with someone um, with my scars, um, I had a bilateral mastectomy to mm-hmm. prevent cancer. So both my breasts were removed and I had uh, silicone implants mm-hmm. placed. Because my breasts were so large when the surgery happened, I lost my nipples. And so Gabe, you know, used to tell me when we got into this lifestyle that no one was going to worry about my scars. But I was the kind of person that was very self-conscious about, oh, gosh, what are people going to think? You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have nipples anymore. What's going on? And so I would wear a bra, you know, when I played because I was just so self-conscious and I didn't want to tell anybody that I, you know, had these scars. And now I'm confident enough in my body that I, I tell people, um, when I was on FetLife and I was looking for a dom, um, there were some not nice people mm-hmm. who, when we'd been talking for a while and we were talking about potentially meeting up and, you know, um, seeing if, you know, there was chemistry between us. And then I would tell them about my scars and that I didn't have nipples. Um, I was told on more than one occasion that, um, made me not a real woman. And there was no point in playing with me. I'm not so sure how that really is, but you know, yeah. I, and honestly, when I was first getting into that's, the kink that's lifestyle, when you want to look at them going, well, I don't think I want to play with you because you don't have a fucking brain. Yeah, I it, honestly, it did a number on my self-confidence, you I know, can and, and my body image with that. And, you know, Gabe really helped me realize that those kind of people weren't going to be my kind of people anyway. No, I would agree. You know, that if that was something that they were saying before even meeting me in person, then they were not going to be my type of people anyway. And nor would he allow them to be. Oh, no. Because he's not going to let them bring you down to that kind of a level who they probably have some kind of baggage anyway that they're trying to deal with and they feel like having the supermodel, superficial type of person. Well, and if you have people, too, that do have baggage, um, sometimes that baggage can come out as insecurity. Sometimes that um, baggage can come out as an overcompensation in some way. Um, specifically like an overconfident ego. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, everyone probably knows that one friend that they have (laughs) that thinks their shit don't stink (laughs) and, you know, can do anything and everything. And, you know, it's always, it, it, the sun's always shining for them basically, no matter what they do. The sun, the sun yeah, shines out their ass, basically. But at the same time, they're very much a woe is me kind of person. Exactly. Like they can do no wrong, but everyone else is always against them, is always, you know, you know, attacking them, hurting them. You know, they are always the victim. Mm-hmm. And when you have people like that, if you have met one or have been told you are one, you need to keep in mind that that will affect the amount of play you might get. Right. Okay. Because speaking from, you know, experience from my end, 
I don't want to play with someone who's going to be mentally fucking my brain. Well, if I have watched (laughs) you, especially, you know, in the swinging community and the kink community, you can see a lot of people's dynamics kind of at play at meet and greets and at parties and munches and things like that. So if I see you with someone and, you, you know, two months later you've fallen out with this person and then you're going around telling everyone, well, they were doing this because they were trying to control me and they just hated me and they just were bringing me down. And then, you know, you get with someone new and then two months later you break up and it's the same thing over and over and over, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's basically, you know, it doesn't matter what they did. It's always their fault. Uh (laughs) And it becomes one of those things. Nobody wants to be around you. And I wouldn't, want to be in any kind of relationship or dynamic with you or even play with you one-on-one because, okay, what are you going to say about me if we stop playing? Right. What are you going to say about me if the dynamic goes bad? You know, and then... And what kind of negative energy and impact is that putting on your life by constantly being in that thought process? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of going back to that Really, you're the one with the self, a self-esteem issue, and you're just portraying it out on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you really like a person who is this way, and you know you really like them, you love them, you know you don't want to break up, but it is wearing on you. You need to talk to them and ba- basically say, "Hey, look, you know this can't keep going on like this. Something has to change." And if they're not willing to work on it, they're not willing to go to therapy to put the work in to try and figure out, you know, why they are the way they are and try and change that. Honestly, GTFO. Right. You know, it's it's to me, it's not worth it. Right. But, you know, you have to be the one to make that call. Exactly. You know, but when you have people that have insecurities and they have baggage that they brought into to a relationship, whether it's a friends with benefit relationship, um, you know, just a casual play partner or, you know, a poly partner. If someone's telling you their insecurities, take into account how they're telling you. Are they are they confiding in you? Are they trusting you? Well, you telling know? an insecurity period, that means you are trying to confide and, and trust someone. Exactly. And. There are people, though, who, especially that victim mentality, they'll tell you that, yes, these are my insecurities, but uh, because other people did this to me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have these insecurities. And you need to feel bad because other people did this to me. And they don't want to fix those insecurities. They just want to explain it. So that way you feel bad for them. Right. But they want to use that as their crutch. Now, I'm just going to say sometimes I don't I don't want to have to experience what you went through. Yes. But sometimes it would be really nice not to have to worry about nipples at the most inappropriate time, <laughs> right? G- <laughs> gust of cold wind and, whoop. or or like if you're trying to wear that sexy dress in a, in a place that nipples would not be mm-hmm. the best, and you scene. don't necessarily want to put pasties on or anything like that. Well, I can't like do that. pasties because oh. I break. I am allergic to oh. the adhesive and tape and things like that, oh, so I can't do those. So. Wear that sexy dress I might not be able to wear because I can't wear a bra because in that environment may not be the appropriate time to have nipples showing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, sometimes that's a positive. Mm-hmm. And if people look at you and, and don't like the fact that you have nipples, well, then they don't get to experience you so they can fuck the fuck off. Yep. But 
Anyways, yeah. no, I, mm, that those, those particular guys, it's been kind of funny because, uh, I ended up deleting my FetLife profile for a while and then I made a new one and a couple of them hit me up after I made my new one and, uh, I didn't tell them I was the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made them think that I was, you know, totally interested. And then I ghosted them because I just, you know, a little bit of revenge there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not something I recommend doing, but I will say that, like, it's my little, my little side of my petty Betty coming out a little bit. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, she does happen. She does come out a, l- a little <sighs> bit, but then I Sometimes. have to, then I have to put her back in. Because <laughs> if I let her run amok, okay. then <laughs> I can run amok. I can run a fuck in a muck or however it's said. However right. Don says that. Oh, my God. It just Every time I say a muck, it always reminds me of the witch from Hocus Pocus. A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. Ron always says, I can run the fuck out of a muck or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I don't remember what he said, though. But anyways. Hmm. So you started to say something, and then it made me think of something else. And all I could think of was... ADD moment and when the puppy did his little spastic move and all like I could, look what I can do look what I can do yep. so I don't remember where that trailed off to but that was my <laughs> moment and I had to share it because for some reason that's all I could think about hey but, you know what you know what we, we both have ADD it's totally fine <laughs> some days some fucking days <laughs> yeah well and there are certain times too that you know if you do have you know um scars or medical issues that could impact play right. of any kind you know for example like you know if you do get low blood sugar a lot and things like that you might need to tell them you know and like in a kink scene you need to tell your top hey i do have blood sugar issues you know this could happen please be aware of it mm-hmm. um for me with my autoimmune disorder um it could be that i can get tingling and numbness in my mm-hmm. extremities so if i'm doing rope with a rigor i need to communicate with them that hey you know um, when I say like I've got tingling, you know, in my hands, et cetera, it may not necessarily be circulation. It may be my condition, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Um, uh, with my autoimmune disorder, and I know also with your thyroid disorder, you've had this as well. Lovely brain fog. And brain fog is is something I don't like to tell many people about. Because I don't want them to think I'm making an excuse as to why I can't remember things. Mm-hmm. Um, but... but it's a legit thing. So, for example, I'm going to say this in the, mm-hmm. in the nicest way. When someone refers to the dingy blonde, that's what it comes across sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, she can't remember. She's just a blonde. She don't know. And sometimes that... Did you just say that to me or did I remember this or whatever the case may be? You, you, you come across as a dingy blonde sometimes and you can't remember or you seem. You seem spazzy yes, and unreliable or, and, 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 and things like that. Not because we're that way. It's because sometimes when our, our disorders are in flare it is like our brain is searching for a word. Mm-hmm. It is searching and, for and that and that happens to me more than more than once. And I'll just I'll I've, I've done it to you before. I've, I sit here and I look at you and I'm I'm like, okay, what's Help the word? What's me. the word? Well, there's been too many times I'm like, I don't remember the word. Tell me the word. And 
And it frustrates the heck out of us because we know we know it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we just can't pluck it out of the right portion of our brains at that time. And like I said, I don't like to tell people about it because I don't want them thinking I'm making an excuse about it. But it is important. Um, that especially you need to tell me something and I need to know it. You, know. you need to make sure that I am actually comprehending what you're saying. Well, and if it is that like super important, you need to please like text me. Yes. You know, because if I have it in writing, I'm much more likely to retain it mm-hmm. in my memory, um, you know, than if you just tell it to me. Right. And, I, you know, and it's one of those things that it's important, especially if you're negotiating a scene on the kink side or, you know, you're talking about potentially becoming long-term play partners with someone or, you know, friends with benefits with someone that, you know, you tell them these things because you don't want them to get the wrong impression right. and think that, you know, you're blowing them off because you keep forgetting things or, you know, and things like that. Or even at another on another level of when, if you're with playing in a scene or, or negotiating a scene and the day that you get to that scene they need to know if you're having a brain fog yes it's important because you know maybe you're not being completely real with yourself or something like that and you need to be able to understand what's they need to be understand okay she's having a moment of brain fog so she's seeming kind of out of it so I need to make sure that when I check in with her she's looking at me in the eye and actually comprehending what I'm saying to her or something like that. Because that brain fog can be real. And there's there's days I can typically feel. And I tell Don, I'm like, hey, um, I, don't, I don't, if you need me to comprehend anything, you're going to have to really get it in there. Because I said, I, I've got a fog going on or something. And I can typically feel it or he'll sense it and knows that, okay, this is not the proper time to address something major because I, I'm not going to. It's not going to stick in there. Mm-hmm. And You're not going to retain it. For the longest time, we we couldn't figure out. He he thought that I was not paying attention to what he was saying. But, Which, again, because that can cause frustration. Because, yes. if, again, if you haven't told, you know, your partner, your spouse, your potential, you know, play partner, whoever, that this is going on, they can think that, you know, you're purposely ignoring them or you're not giving them the attention mm-hmm. that they're expecting from you. It took us a while to realize that that's what that was because I'm like, I am. And then I thought, okay, well, am I going crazy? Yes. It really does make you feel like mm-hmm. you're losing your mind, which is a scary fucking feeling. Yes. And then when I realized, okay, the days that I'm feeling like that, I need to say something so that he can go, oh, Okay. But but for a long time, he he would start to notice things. Like the other night, he asked me, are you all right? Because I was kind of out of it. And I was a little brain foggy, but I was tired. And sometimes when I get super tired like that, it becomes even more. And so then, it, it, oh, you're tired. Okay, I understand. And then he'll look at me. Okay, that's it, right? Yep. Okay, good. Just making sure, you know. But it is hard to understand. So it is knowing... When, when, when do you tell your person your disorders? When mm-hmm. is the right telling to tell them that, hey, I've had a breast lift and I have scars. And if scars are going to freak you out, granted, mine, mine look fairly decent, mm-hmm. but they're still there. And if, so, and if I'm having a mental moment, I don't need someone to go, I didn't realize you had scars on your boobs. Are they not real? Well, okay. First off. Rude. Well, yes, but first off, if I can take off my bra and mm-hmm. my boobs still are there, 
they're still real. Mm-hmm. If I take off my bra and the little chicken cutlets fall out <laughs> and I have yep. no boobs, then that's fake. Mm-hmm. Have my breasts been enhanced because I had to have a lift? Yes. Do mm-hmm. I care? No. Mm-hmm. Should you care? No. They well, still feel natural. They still feel like boobs. And whether they are firmer or not or whatever, it doesn't really fucking matter. Well, and I've I've found a lot more open-minded people for, like, my scars, et cetera, in the lifestyle than in the kink realm. The kink realm was very, ugh, when it came to that kind of thing. But the swinging community, I found, is like, oh, you've got fake ones? Like, just, just silicone? Can I, can I squeeze them? Can I touch them? Like, please let me do that. And a lot of the people that I've played with are like, okay, well, do you have any, like, loss of sensation? You know, because they want to know, like, can I... Can I play with them? Can I be rough with them? Do you, you know, like, because then they're concerned about me and my pleasure. They're not, you Mm -hmm. know, making me feel bad. Like I have a lack of something. Right. You know, which is really nice. Which, and like, and and that's the nice thing because like, sometimes when I'm with people, I have to tell them to go a little lighter because my scars are hypersensitive and it'll hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, go a little lighter. I also some of the disorders things I have cyst in my breast and that was part of some of the female problem that I had had before and had to have everything removed and so they can be very tender and so sometimes if someone's squeezing I'm like okay mm-hmm. you're not necessarily squeezing too hard but you're squeezing too hard <laughs> yeah you're not squeezing too hard in general but you're squeezing too hard for me today yep it's not every day yep but today so if you can't handle me saying today, I, you can't squeeze that hard. Or um, don't lift up quite so high because it pulls on my scars. If you can't handle me saying that, you're going to have to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, and... Because I'm going to take care of me. Exactly. And, you know, all of this that we're talking about today, you know, we've talked about some of our insecurities Um, our growths, our overcomings. Exactly. You know, we've talked about some of our our past insecurities and things like that, getting over those, you know, if you know that you have your own insecurities, you know, try and figure out how you can potentially help yourself work through them, overcome them and move past them, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't want yourself to be held back by baggage that you're carrying in to a play relationship, mm-hmm. a kink dynamic, you know, a poly relationship. You don't you don't want that to come into that because when that starts to affect your your life, your relationship with someone mm-hmm. new, you have to ask yourself, why are you giving those insecurities the power to do that? Because right. you have the power and the ability to work through it and change it. Mm-hmm. And If you're not sure why, for example, if you just happen to know that after, you know, say every, you know, you go and you play with someone twice and then they never want to play with you again. Okay. And you're trying to figure out why. And then you hear through, you know, the, the swinger grapevine, because we all talk, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we do. And you hear that, oh, well, you know, they just didn't like the fact that you had to have them recap everything that happened in bed the next day and tell them how great they were in bed, you know, the next day and like 
immaculate detail more than once, you know, then it's okay. Why, why do you need that? Why do you need and your ego stroke? Exactly. And then trying to figure out, okay, how can I fix that? Because you don't want to be inadvertently shooting yourself in the foot, so to speak, right. when it comes to playing with new people. You know, you want to be able to, you know, I mean, that's why we're in this lifestyle is to fuck people, right. you know, and to have fun. Right. So, you know, don't let something like, you know, your baggage stop you from having fun. So I want to say the things that helped me overcome a lot of mine, which is why people see who I am today and see that I can carry myself confidently. And nine times out of 10, I don't have a body problem. I still do at times. We all do. We're human. We're going to be that way. But one thing that was that helped me through is First off, no one is, you are responsible, not anyone else, for your own happiness. Mm -hmm. If you are relying on someone else to make you happy, you're going to have to dig a little deeper. Because if you can't make your own self happy, no one else is going to be able to. Exactly. And with that, it, it, it is not giving someone the ability to steal your joy. If you are giving them that ability to steal your joy, you are allowing them to make you happy or unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that is something that too often we tend to put in people and, well, you're not making me happy. No, you aren't making your own self happy. Mm-hmm. And now every, every relationship will have conflicts. Yes. But if we're, if, if we're talking about just baseline, you know, like on a regular day, mm-hmm. if you can't wake up and even have that, okay, I'm going to do this and make myself happy today. Mm-hmm. If you have to think, okay, I need to reach out to this person so they can give me a compliment so I can be mm-hmm. happy today. Right. I need to reach out to this person so they'll tell me what to do so I can be happy today. Right. You know, like you, you have to have that within yourself. Right. Now, like you said, there are times where um, you my brain fog is sitting in. I can like all over the place, but you can, yes, you can be not happy with your spouse. That's different. They're not making you happy right now. But overall, if, if you say you're not making me happy, it's not that person's responsibility to make you happy. Mm-hmm. It is to be happy with yourself. And then you'll find joy from that person and they will do what they can to help you be happy not make you happy. Mm-hmm. So so then to, to get over they're a lot wanting of, to increase your happiness. Right. So overall, the one thing that I think a lot of people with baggage, which is everyone. Yeah. All of us have baggage. I'm going to say, when you're working on it, the past is the past. There's nothing you can do to change it. No. There's nothing you can do to fix it. The only thing you can do is overcome it. Mm-hmm. And with that, if you want to move forward, you got to quit thinking about the past. Yep. There are times when that past will come up and you can learn to talk about your past. Like me, I can talk mm-hmm. to you about my past. It no longer controls me. Yep. It no longer defines who I am and no longer hinders how I wake up and how I see the world and how it won't let me get dressed in the morning and things like that. I don't, my past will not control me. I will not give that person who stole my past the ability to mm-hmm. steal my joy from now and moving forward and continue to keep me in that negative place. Mm-hmm. So 
the only thing you can do is move forward from your past. And the only way you can do that is to leave it there. Yeah. And okay, I had an ADD moment because mm-hmm. you said it's in the past. And all I hear in my head is Rafiki from The Lion King mm-hmm. when he smacks him on the head. And he's that like, is the past. Yeah. He's like, he hits him on that. He's like, how would you do that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. Mm-hmm. But that hurt. Oh, yes. The past can hurt. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it, you can either, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so- something or uh, you can either wallow in it or learn from it. And then he tried to hit him again and he caught it and he goes, ha ha, see? You learned. <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, and it's one of those, don't let your past define you, but take it as a lesson, mm-hmm. you know, and in learning how to treat yourself now and how to allow others to treat you now and right. how to be, you know, in the future, because you know, everything that we go through can be looked at as a lesson of some sort and of either what to do or what not to do. Right. And, and taking back your own happiness, taking back your own joy and it's giving yourself your own agency again. Yeah. And it's not allowing other people to be in control of you. Mm -hmm. So with that on the fact that, um, you taking over that, you start learning that, you know what, I do have a role here and there. And by God, I am fucking proud of that because you know what that means? I get to eat. Mm-hmm. I get to enjoy my food. If I don't like being fat, then I will get up and walk or exercise. But if I don't want to get up and walk and exercise, I don't need you to tell me that I'm fat and that I should do that. Mm-hmm. Just be okay with me. And granted, I've also learned that if someone else is not okay with me, then they don't need to be with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it's that, but it's it's trying to find the right time frame too of when to tell people your insecurities if they're worthy of getting your past. Yep. Talking them through it so that they understand why you have scars. Not that mm-hmm. you're not that you're wallowing in your past, but this is my past. I did have. Yep. This is what happened. This is why they're there, and. You know, just, just matter of fact, which is how I try and approach things now. And if, and how people respond always tells me a lot about the person, Mm -hmm. you know, and whether or not I want to play with them because if they're like, okay, cool. You know, but if, if all of a sudden they get hung up on that Mm -hmm. and they want to just keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Which I know your boyfriend and I remember the response that was said Mm -hmm. that you had said, is, is it going to hinder you playing, not having them? No. Okay. Then let's go. Yep. Type of thing, you know? Yep. So that's the kind of person that, okay. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of person that will make you feel comfortable, you know, right. in, in being vulnerable to them and disclosing, you know, things It's just like, like when you get off the bed after having sex and you're, or you're sitting there and you get up and, and you're talking to the person and all of your fat is just hanging there mm-hmm. and they're like, boobs. <laughs> they're like hey <laughs> and and you know that okay you really don't see what i'm seeing mm-hmm. or you know you see it but you find it all attractive right or 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 it's because they don't care that you have a role or whatever that they mm-hmm. don't even see it that they see you as this over or here it might, it might be one of their kinks you I know mean, i mean you know some people don't like twigs yep 
You know? Some some people, you know, like them with the rolls. Some people don't like them with the rolls. Right. You know, it's one of those, like, like we do said. Do you like carbs or do you not like carbs? Oh, God, I love carbs. <laughs> oh, my God. If I ever become a diabetic, like, I'm going to die because I cannot give up carbs. Like, I, I just can't become a diabetic. because like, I can give up candy. I'll give up candy. I'll give up sugar. Don't make me give up bread and potatoes and pasta. And... Right. Please don't make me give but up. But that's what it makes me feel like. Do you want carbs or do you want no carbs and i'm like carbs please carbs please i you know me when i'm looking at a potential play person or whatever i don't want it's fun to look at for example the rock he's fun Uh to look at (laughs) yes he is fun to look at and i would lick it (laughs) from head to toe girl you start at one end i'll start at the other we'll meet in the middle (laughs) flop finish on right but I, I very much enjoy a dad bod. I mean, oh. that is, if I had a kink, that would be something that you, you almost have to fit here. Mm-hmm. This this is where you're going to have to be. Yep. Because if you're the rock, I might go, oh, he's pretty. But that <laughs> like, like, is where uh, I like, like to like, live. <laughs> it's one of those like, like, okay, I'll pet you once, but I want to go over and jump this man over here. <laughs> I want to pet you and lick you. But I'm going to live in this moment over here. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, um, it, it is. It's one of the things. It's it's learning your yourself. Yep. Learning to be you. Yep. Be beautiful. Yep. Type of thing. I think we've missed half of our topic. Nope, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. We actually got it. Nope, all. we covered everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the fact that you've got to have a little bit of us in our... All of our ADD wonder. Yes. Well, and the fact that, too, that we, we um, even though we come across perfect, we are not. We really aren't. <laughs> and, and you know what? We we may both be angels. Because we I, are. I mean. And Don, I, and Don and Gabe can just, if they're listening, they can just shush. I'm waiting and for one of us to it. get hit with lightning real quick. But I'm so I'm just no. trying to. No, we're not going to get hit by lightning because we're angels. We're fine. We're we're just we're cute little innocent Hence angels. The name sinful ladies. <laughs> I mean, our halos may be held up by horns and a pitchfork, but you know what? It's totally fine. It's totally fine. It is what it is. Yeah, there, deal with it, people. Yeah, there is a reason why our podcast is called Sinful Ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah, so, uh, y'all, you know what? Email us. Yeah, email us. Let us know. Tell me some of you your know. stories or tell me what you yeah. had as a insecurity and how you've overcome it. And Yeah. How do you handle your insecurities with new partners and things mm-hmm. like that? Tell us. We'd love to read and, and hear and all about to, it. And to the person who emailed us, how do you handle it? You don't walk away from them. Yeah. I mean, that's if unless you are wanting to be a fixer, it is not your place to fix them. They have to fix themselves. And, and I will tell you, as a former fixer in recovery, hi, that's me, mm-hmm. um, you will feel the urge to fix them. The answer I'm going to tell you, which changed my life, would you tell a friend to stick around with this person or would you tell them to leave? Mm-hmm. Because if your answer for your friend is different than what you want to do, for yourself in this situation, you need to stop and think about why are you not giving yourself the same amount of love and care that you would give one of your friends. Right. So definitely. So with that, people, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 
I don't want to say boys and girls because that's just fucking wrong. No, no, we should not have any boys and girls. This is a mature podcast. Meant Remember, for those. over 18 yes. people. Over 18. 18 plus. 18 plus. <laughs> not 18 people plus in an orgy. Okay, like over 18 I mean, there is age, that. Please. There is one of those things you could, you know, mm-hmm. to each their own. If you want that, then go. Yeah. Do you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> so with that, guys, stay sinful. <laughs>